Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. My name is Matt Porman. I'm the uh, lead pastor here at Cornerstone Vineyard Church, and I am glad you all are here. And I'll tell you what, this has been probably the largest group of people we've had since COVID hit. (laughs) So that's kind of fun. What a way to celebrate Jesus. That's good stuff. Um, All right. Well, I am only going to talk for probably the next 45. No, I'm just kidding. I won't talk that long. All right. I'm going to just, uh, I think it's important to pause in a, in a Christmas Eve service and, and to talk uh, a little bit about this Jesus. And so uh, I'm going to share not too long tonight, uh, but I wanted to, uh, if you want to grab a Bible, you can turn, if you brought one with you, you can turn to Luke chapter two. Uh, that's where we're going to land uh, for just a few minutes uh, on this Christmas Eve. And uh, to get us started, uh, again, just briefly sharing this evening, I want to uh, start by asking a question. And the question is this, um, and those of you online, you can respond to us as well uh, in the chat if you would. But uh, the question is this, who is the most important person you have ever met? Think about that for a minute. Who is the most important person that you have? And I mean personally, like you've, it's not just somebody you like, oh, I saw them at passing at a, at a Starbucks and I took a photo of them and made a selfie of myself. That, not that kind of stuff, right? But you've personally met them, right? Um, can you think of that person in your mind? Just kind of picture that person in your head. Uh, well, I tell you, uh, my person that I thought of as I was considering that this week uh, that came into my head it happened a few years ago when I was chosen, uh, despite my best efforts not to be chosen, but I was chosen to sit on a five-day, yes, five-day jury trial here in downtown South Bend. Yeah, some of you already know, right? Um, have, have anybody, has anybody ever sat on a jury? Have you sat on a jury? Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what, super important civic duty. If you get called, it's, it's important to do. We have to do that, all that kind of stuff. But man, I tell you what, I tried hard to get out of this thing, right? Because I was thinking, five days? Five days, I mean, like, I don't know. You know they, they say they pay you and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's not all that great. But, you know, all that stuff. So, like, right, I'm going, trying to get all this stuff. And, uh, and <laughs> of course, then uh, I was the first one in the the courtroom, and I was the first one put in the jury box. Yeah. And then, of course, right, we, after we, uh, man, it's five days, and it was, it was about social security and all this kind of stuff, so there was like tons of paperwork and testimony, and then we had to hear it three times, and so it was just a, a long, drawn-out process. And of course, then we go into the jury room to deliberate, and who do you think they picked to be the jury foreman? The pastor, right? They're like, oh, yeah, you've probably done this before. I'm like, I've never done this before, you know, like that kind of thing, right? And so I, I was thinking about that jury trial because this is probably the most important person I have ever met. A picture of him will come up on the screen. This is uh, District Court Judge John E. DeGilio. Some of you may actually know him. He's a local judge here in downtown South Bend. And I will tell you, uh, can I tell you how nervous I was? Not because like, I, I'm in rooms of people all the time, right? But I was nervous walking into that courtroom because of Judge DeGilio, right? Because of ultimately, right, uh, the, the power that he holds. I mean, I've never known a judge before. I've never even met a judge before. Like this guy has some serious power, right? And, uh, and so I was actually thinking this week, it actually made me so, uh, not that I'm like a super impolite person, uh, but can I, can I tell you how many times I said, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. 
So he's probably the most important person I have ever met. Actually, it was really funny. I was thinking to you this week that uh, he actually sent me, there's another picture that'll come up on the screen. He actually sent me a certificate for being on the jury a few days afterwards. <laughs> I have it framed. It's in my office. No, I really don't. It's, it's not at all. So all that to say, right, I'll start with all of that, all right, because tonight we are going to talk about, for a few minutes, a truly important person. Not somebody that maybe you've met or maybe you thought of or maybe you, you would hope that you would meet, but really a truly important person, more important than Judge John E. DeGilio, a person I know that some of you in this room and some of you online, you have met personally. And the reason we are gathered here on this Christmas Eve, we're going to talk today about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The one, the only Jesus and why he's so important and ultimately so important that he gets his own holiday. And in all actuality, right, practicality, we could list a lot of reasons uh, and cite many things why Jesus is so important, right? Uh, there'll be a couple things that'll come up on the screen. So for the fact, like, for example, maybe the fact that he's omnipotent, meaning that he's all powerful, right? Hebrews 1, 3 says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. And then I underline this, sustaining all things by his powerful, just a word. So that makes him pretty important. He's so powerful that he just has to speak things and, and it happens. So we could cite that. Or the second thing we could uh, cite that maybe he's, uh, because he's omniscient, right? Meaning he's all knowing. Colossians 2, 2 and 3 says, know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom, listen to this, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So we could cite that. that. That makes him pretty important. So in all practicality, like, and I had a few others here that I decided not to share with you this evening, but we could cite many things, many, many, many things. And then, again, the list could go on and on of why uh, uh, the Jesus is important, why he gets his own holiday. But, but the reality is, is there's one that rises above all the others that speaks of why this Jesus is so darn crucial. Which, by the way, I think a world has lost how crucial he actually is. And we're going to unpack that for just a few minutes this evening. So um, if you were uh, around the last few weeks, if you're new with us, that's okay. Uh, we've been in a series here at Cornerstone called, it's our Christmas series called Unforgettable, Exploring the Key Stories of Christmas. And each week what we've been looking at, at uh, key people in the Christmas story, people that I would consider them as unforgettable people. And ultimately trying to figure out how do we learn from these people that were in this Christmas narrative and how do we ultimately take some things from them, some really tangible, practical things and put them into our own lives so that we too, by the way, because I want to be, I'm sure you do too, I want to be unforgettable. I want to leave a legacy. How do we be unforgettable ourselves in 2020 and beyond? And today we're going to look at the most pivotal, which is no surprise on a Christmas Eve, right? The most pivotal, unforgettable person in the Christmas story, the main character, we're going to talk about Jesus. And to do that, we're going to actually reread a few verses that the kids read up here. By the way, didn't they do such a good job reading up here today? So we're going to reread those in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 4. So if, you, uh, if you're in your Bible, you can, we're going to jump around just a little bit. But uh, Luke 2, 4 says this. It says, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Skip me to verse 11. It says, Today, 
In the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And then finally, verse 21, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. And so as we continue our unforgettable series here at Cornerstone, today we're going to look at this unforgettable Messiah. We're going to talk about Jesus, dig deep into, explore this whole thing. Why, what makes this whole thing a big deal, right? Uh, because uh, right, Christmas, and many of us know this, right? It's more than presents, more than gatherings, which we can't do in 2020 anyways, all right? right? It's more than that. It's, it's about Jesus, the, the game changer, Jesus. He's for sure unforgettable. And so I think there's some cool stuff that we can talk about him tonight. So if you are, uh, if we want to take some notes, you want to have a phone out or something, if you're online, uh, you're taking some notes, you can write this. And we're just going to do one point uh, this evening. And so this, here's, here's point number one, the only point we're going to do today. Jesus' unforgettableness is, number one, is simply in his title. You can write that in if you're taking notes. It's simply in his title. Uh, Luke 2, verse 11 says, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is, and then I learned this, Messiah the Lord. And so when I say that, that Jesus' unforgettable is simply in his title, what I mean by that is that as the text tells us, it wasn't just, oh, Jesus, oh yeah, that guy, the, the carpenter's son. No, it was, as the text tells us right now, today in the town of David, Jesus, the, not Ah, but the Messiah has been born to you. If you this is good news if you haven't heard this before. Folks, the reality of the Savior of the world was born almost 2,000 years ago to save you. That's good news. You see, there's, there, Jesus' unforgettableness is simply in the title Messiah. You can bring up that next slide. Hello, my name is Messiah, he could wear on his name tag. It's, 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 the, it's the title that he brought into the world, even as a newborn infant, Messiah. It was even rubber stamped. I tagged on uh, verse 21 of our text today because it was rubber stamped when it says, right? He was named Jesus. The name the angel had given him before he was even conceived. What the angel had said had now finalized. This was not just Jesus, the son of Mary and Joseph, but Jesus, the son of God, the Messiah, the savior of the world. He was here. He is here. You see, that is unforgettable. Because of his title, we now have life. You see, that, that title wouldn't be fully realized until 30 plus years later, as I mentioned already a couple of times today, that when he then would hang on a cross and die a very painful death for, for you and for me on the cross. But it was finally in progress. Do you get that? I mean, think about the people that were living in that time, right? And, and they knew this was the Messiah was going to come. The Savior was going to come. And, and ultimately, finally, finally he was come. And it, yes, it was going to take another 30 years for it all to be realized, but, but it had begun. The, the beginning of the end was coming. They were going to be free. We were going to be free. I feel like, uh, as I was working on this, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I got a little bit of a small glimpse of that this last week as we started to see the vaccines roll out of Michigan. And, uh, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, you can, you can bring it up there for just a minute. Um, the pictures. Yeah, you can bring the pictures. There. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, like I was thinking, man, when I saw those first trucks rolling out, I was like, oh, the beginning of the end is finally coming. I don't know about you. This has been a rough year for me. I'm the only one probably, right? 
No, right? It's been tough. And so when I saw those trucks rolling out, I was like, there was just a sense of relief in me. Like, okay, like this is the beginning of the end. It's, it's almost, and so, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take for this thing, but the beginning, it may take, I hope it doesn't take 30 years, but you know, like, like the, the end is coming near, folks. And if we, if we think about that, if, if, as I was pondering that and putting that inside myself, the reality of like what level I felt about that, about the, a vaccine, right? And COVID-19, it's been 10 months of my life. It's not that, in the grand scheme of eternity, it's not, not that long. But these folks had lived for years and years and years waiting on the Messiah. So when we think about Jesus, whatever, if we, if we feel that about what's going on in our world right now, we should feel that hundredfold when it comes to Jesus. Because what, what happens when, we, when Jesus has come, then he gives us eternal life. It says in John 3.16, famous verse, some of you probably know this. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but look at this, but have eternal life. Jesus is not just a temporary fix to a pandemic. He's an eternal fix to your soul, to my soul. See, there's something in that title. There's something in that name. And, and as I was thinking about that, and I even wrote that in my notes this week, I, I was reminded of an old hymn. Some of you grew up in the church, you probably know this hymn, but there's, a, there's an old hymn that goes, and I'm, I'm, I apologize ahead of time because I'm going to sing. Um, but this old hymn goes, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. You see, there's something about the name of Jesus, and it's simply in his title of Messiah. You know, I was thinking about titles this week, and, and you know, titles are important. I was thinking about, I uh, made a list of things, right? Titles are significant um, in lots of areas, right? Like a title of a book is important, right? Like a title of a book might actually get you to dive in and read it, right? If the title's right, move, like I got to dive into that. I was all thinking about titles like, uh, titles like mom and dad. Like those are two important titles, right? Because those two individuals get to make super important decisions for someone who is growing up, right? They, they're making lots of decisions. The title is important. I was thinking about titles like boss or supervisor. Those are important titles. Or I was even thinking about my title. One I hold is a pastor, a, a sacred title to me. One I don't take lightly in this life. See, titles are important, and there's significance in titles. And this title of Jesus the Messiah, it means way more than any of those other ones could ever mean because with it, it carries life over death, eternal life. Yeah, that's a big deal. For sure, something to celebrate this Christmas, every Christmas, Jesus, folks, is the unforgettable Messiah. And here's the coolest part. Our text says in verse 11, you may have missed this. It says, today in the town of David, a savior has been, and look at this, it says, born to you. Born to you, each and every one of you. You could put your name in there. Has been born to Matt, has been born to Gary, has been born to Jennifer, has been born to Andrea, has been born to Rob. Ultimately, he came to die to be your Messiah for you. And when I prayed earlier, I prayed that, that uh, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he knew my name. That is incredible. 
I looked up in the original language this week of the Bible, um, that word Lord. He's born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. And, and it's this word. It's, uh, I believe it's, it's called kurios. And then you roll your L like that, kurios. And look what it means. It says he, uh, it means he to whom a person or a thing belongs about which he has power of deciding master. Folks, he came as a baby so that he could have that in your life. Ultimately, die for you, be your Lord, but he wanted deciding power in your life. Here, here at Cornerstone, if you've been around for at all, uh, you know that I often talk about when Jesus, uh, he wants the driver's seat of your life, which means you give up. You don't want cheek it, right? You give up the driver's seat of your life and he directs where you go and what you say and where your money goes and all of those kinds of things. And you're just along for the ride. He came as a baby to die on a cross so that he could have deciding power in your life. He could be your Lord, your Savior. And so the question uh, that I want to leave us with this evening is, are you letting him? Now, there's some of you in the room, you've been Christians for a long time. And so you're like, yeah, 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 I'm letting him. But I would ask you to really evaluate that in your life as you go to through 2020. Are you actually letting him? Or are you one cheek in it? Or you've, you've taken back over? And maybe you're here uh, this evening and you're, you're not a follower of Jesus. By the way, if you're not a follower of Jesus, we are so glad that you are here. Keep exploring Jesus. We hope that you would come to a relationship with Jesus. But the reality is, is that he has come as a baby to die on a cross for you so that he could be your, your driver in the driver's seat of life. Are you letting him be that which he came to be in your life is the question. I think it's a good question this Christmas. I think this year has, um, above so many things, right? I don't know if it's shaking your foundations, but it's shaking mine. And you know what I found? There might be a few things in my life that, that are still shaken, but man, the foundation of Jesus has never been shaken. And so I haven't had to live in fear of the unknowns because of the unforgettable Messiah, because he's come. So I just want us to remember that this evening as we go through the rest of our time together, that ultimately he has come so that he can be unforgettable in your life. Are you letting him be what he's come to be in your life? Let's pray. So Lord Jesus, we, uh, we're just grateful that, um, <laughs> we're grateful that you have come. And that ultimately, as you have come, uh, you didn't just come to, to be a king that we just say, oh, he was great and wonderful, but you became uh, a king who was willing to be a servant for us, a sacrifice for us. God, we pray that as we go through the rest of our time together, we go through this Christmas season, as we, as we uh, go through the next 24, 48 hours, that we would not lose sight of that which you came to be for us our unforgettable Messiah. Allow us, God, to really take that in this evening and this season and into 2021. Thank you for giving your life for mine. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.